Live from the summit in Miami, Florida, the core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Chad Lubin and Cody Daniel. Today's topic, Selling the Mental Game. So we are recording live, so no four-letter words. I'll do my best to do the same. Uh, we're, if you're in the right room, we're selling a mental game. This is for lenders and realtors. Um, ready to go, Nikki? I live there. Nice talk yesterday. Um, how many realtors do we have in the room? Oh, wow. Very nice. I'm honored. Thank you. I know you're going to listen to two lenders, but I think we can always learn a lot from each other. How many uh, lenders in the room? Awesome, it's a pretty equal split. So today we are going to teach you how to prepare yourself and your team to stay positive. Yourself and your team. I just came from Oleg and Phil's class, very similar topics. I love what Oleg said. Um, if you come in negative, guess what's going to happen to your team the rest of the day? Lots of negativity. So it starts with you. So. Uh, Cody's going to talk a lot about that, one of the most positive guys I've seen out of our whole crew. We're going to teach you how to generate leads, which will keep the business all moving forward. I think too many of us get into the pitfalls of the day. Um, Oleg and Phil talked about living in red time because you think you're valuable when your time needs to be in green time. So it's all a mental preparation for that. So that's what we want to teach you today. We really want to take your business from it's just me to it's just we, to it's focused on them. And who is the them? Team. Team who else? Clients who else? Our partners, right? Those are the we, those are the them. When you can transition to it's all about me, to hey, it's about we, us and the team, go team, to it's about them, the team, the clients, the partners, um, anybody that you touch, your community. Like how awesome. I don't know about you guys, but this morning I'm like in tears watching what Dan did with that, that uh, young gentleman and the special needs he had to finish an Ironman. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not thinking big enough. I'm not doing enough in my life to push myself like that. So that's what we want to accomplish today. We want it very interactive. The smaller groups, you guys get opportunities to uh, talk about a lot of things. So this is my man, Cody Daniel. Cody Daniel is a newer coach, two years. Yeah, the coach is about four years, but level three, they two and a half. Okay, cool. So, Cody and I have become good friends just through our love of sports. I love how much he loves sports. I love how good he is on the mindset. And uh, what I love about Cody is he's got a beautiful family. Uh, I've served him and his wife 18 years now. You guys have been together? Uh, we've been together for 23 years and married 18. 18 of it, right? So, just uh, I admire somebody that... Uh, Elevates their spouse. You can tell it when, when he's around her. Talks about his family. The first thing every time I talk to Cody isn't about business. It's about his family. It's about his kids. It's about his wife. Uh, then we'll usually talk about how much better the Astros are than the Cubs. Right. And then we'll talk about business. So that's my relationship with Cody. Um, just one of the best new coaches we have and uh, one of the most positive people that I know. So um, I'll let Cody go a little bit. How do you keep yourself so positive? Then I'll come back and do the morning routine a little bit. Well, I'll start with just, you know, honored to teach with Chad. We, we joined the court at the same time and, uh, you know, always look up to him. I'm a pretty competitive guy. I'm a positive guy, but I'm also a competitive guy. He was able to become a coach, you know, a year or two before me. And uh, just observing him from the outside, I didn't know, I knew that he was a grinder. I knew that he was tough. 
But the more I got to know him, this guy's got a huge heart. He really, really cares about all his clients, all his referral partners. Amazing uh, husband, amazing father of your three, birth, three daughters, right? And uh, so just honored to be coaching with you. Uh, so you want to kick off a little bit about what was the question about? I think just how you keep such a positive mindset, how you go out through your day. I always see you with a smile anytime I, I interact with you. Like, what are kind of three hacks of just keeping yourself so positive that you kind of roll into the morning routine? Okay, so I think number one is just control the controls, right? So I've got my sister is 47 years old, has $47 in the bank, right? She, everything kind of derails her. Right, so she's all she's worried that it rains on Saturday. Right, everything. If, if you're worried about anything you can't control, especially in this market, you're going to be you're going to be in trouble. Uh, and so for me, it's always anything bad that happens, the appraisal misses. Right, was that our fault that the appraisal missed? We, I, I didn't. I wasn't the one that pushed the button. Right, <laughs> to order the appraisal. So we can't let little things like that derail us. Uh, and so uh, for me, like let, let's kick off of your morning routine, and I'll go into mine as well. Cool. Yeah, I think that's just controlling what you can control. Put your emotions, put your attitude, put your effort towards the things that you can control. So, my morning routine, guys, by the way, we're on page 175 of your workbook. So, we've laid everything out. I hate when I go into classes and they uh, don't talk about the, the handouts. We will go directly off the workbook to make sure you're on page 175. So, my morning routine, um, it is on page 180. So, turn to page 180. Okay? I love this line. I don't remember where I heard it, but the first 15 minutes of everybody's day sucks. (laughs) It can suck at 10.30 in the morning, or it can suck at 4.45 in the morning. Everyone's day sucks for 15 minutes, right? Make that time uh, hitting snooze, and then resetting it, resetting it, or you can just get up and start your day. So mine is at 4.45. I hate it. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen Rick when he wakes up in the morning. I know Oleg has. I'm a little bit like that. You don't want to talk to me. You probably don't want to touch me. You don't want to be around me, right? But I got to beat everybody up because my wife's in the room. Uh, and I don't want to be... I don't want to be the worst version of myself to her. So my goal is to beat everybody up and to start my day and get those cobwebs at 15 minutes, shake it off, right? I do do coffee, uh, meditation app called Headspace. How many of you use Headspace? And I just get my day started that way. I know there's the Miracle Morning. How many of you read the Miracle Morning? Okay, so those of you that are not raising your hand, your first assignment, write it down, is to read The Miracle Morning. It's like the easiest book to ever read. And it's about a guy that hates the mornings and is super unproductive, and just this little routine he does helps him become more productive and start the day. So if you haven't read that book, it's a must. So we got to get our butts out of bed. From about 5 to 5.30, I'm having my second cup of coffee, okay? I'm on the coffee joke. You can see I have it right up here. And I'm in 10 pages of a self-improvement book, okay? Now, Oleg has challenged me, my coach is in here, to not just read those 10 pages, but why I'm doing my cardio in the morning, to listen to the book. So I try to read the book and listen to the book. I get about 
If I read, I get the other half if I listen. I get about 90% of the book if I do both. I'm not a very good reader. I stutter a lot when I read, and uh, I'm a slow reader. So if I listen to it and read it, I, uh, I write in a gratitude journal. How many of you have a gratitude journal? How many of you write in your gratitude journal about someone you're struggling with during that day? That is the change. If I'm upset with someone on the team, if maybe a client went a little too far, if me and my wife didn't have the best night, if one of my children upset me, I think about five things that I can write about them. They're my subject of my gratitude journal. I have to train my brain to be in gratitude because it does not naturally go there. How many of you struggle with gratitude and your mind doesn't naturally go there? My mind does not naturally go there. I'm very pessimistic by nature. So I have to force these things on myself to change. I got to get in the Bible. I read the proverb of the day and I read our Maxwell leadership book. Okay, I have to start my day in some sort of prayer, meditation, and reading. And then the game changer for me has been writing four thank you cards before I get to the office. I'll be honest, that doesn't always happen, um, but about 80% of the time I'm writing those four thank you cards. I'm getting part of my greatness tracker out of the way. I'm starting my day of gratitude at the people that have sent me leads, trusted uh, my team to serve their clients, to serve them. Whoever my team gave me the four thank you cards to, I'm writing those that day. So that takes about a half hour. So that's from 5 to 530. 5.30. 5.30 to 5.40, that's when I'm doing the Headspace app. That's when I'm meditating. I want to meditate right before I work out. Okay? So I'm in for 10 minutes. It's a simple app on your phone called Headspace. Helps you breathe. Helps you just get your mind right. It helps you deal with distractions. How many of you have this squirrel and you go this way? Marjorie? I am a squirrel person, right? It helps you, especially for those of us that are high D, go really fast, things enter in our brain, go out of our brain very fast. It helps us to let go of those thoughts and not focus on all. You're just going to have those thoughts. You're naturally going to have things pop into your head. Meditation teaches you you don't have to bring all of them in. You can have the thought go in. You can have it go out, right? So it teaches your brain to do that. From 6 to 7, I am working out. How many of you work out in the mornings? Raise your hands. Most of the room. Every day? All five days only? Mandatory? Probably the best mindset I've ever seen. Anyone I've been around in school with. And every day you start your day that way? Myself as well. Yeah, I was, I was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and as I've started to change, I've had to move to five days a week. You know, it's, it's so critical. For me, I think the key with a morning routine is to keep it simple. I love to keep things very simple. So I, I have a three-step morning routine, and it's, it's fairly similar. It's wake up, and I got this from, uh, you know, uh, water, lemon, and a pinch of salt. Then I do a 30-minute workout. You guys, you heard the, the, the tactic here is the blankest app where it does a, an entire book in 15 minutes. So we all think like Josh Sigmund is the smartest guy in the world. The reality is he's just listened and read to a lot more books than we have. That's true. So I mean, you're starting to add five books a week. So write that down. Link this app. Everybody everybody needs to download that. Uh, you know, Miracle Morning, it's 15 minutes, right? So you, you've already knocked out a book every single day. And then um, number three uh, is the best, best self-gratitude journal. What I love what Chad said was the four thank you letters before your team meeting. 
Like that's huge. Absolutely. How many of you have kids? How many of your kids are school age? How many of you take your kids to school every day? It is my most impactful, important time of my day, no matter what. My wife's sitting here, she can tell you, like, that time with my girls, I feel is my chance to be their parents. It's my chance to set up their day. So from 7.15 till about 8 o'clock, I drive them to school, and it's just all program learning. It's the same thing that I just did for myself that day. Talk about what we're great. I program them to be successful. You're the best. This is why you're the best. God created you to be the best. What are you going to be the best at today? What are you going to focus at today? Who are you going to be kind to today? Just continuous programming. Uh, I believe it's my one time to have my influence on them throughout the day and to help make them better people. So that's my most impactful, most important time of the day. Everybody knows, like, don't mess with Chad from 7.15 to 8 o'clock. He will not answer your calls. He will not take anything. I barely answer my wife's calls. It's like, that is my time with my girls. So my favorite time of the day is at 7.15. Uh, by 8, I'm home and taking a shower. Most of the time now, I've cut that out. He mentioned it, a tougher market, right? I love what Oleg said in our last class. In the worst market, you cannot be the worst. As leaders, you need to be your best, right? So I've had to realign this schedule a little bit. I'm getting showered in between the workout and leaving to take the girls to school. It's 15 minutes. I am out the door now, right? I got to have that extra about half hour that it was taking me to come home, shower, and then go to work. I'm cutting that out. So guys, as we go into a tough market like this, we're going to have to adjust. What's something you've needed to adjust just with the, the challenge of our current market? Just an extreme focus on managing my energy level. The energy level is going to need to double. So what is some tactics around that? Like, who in here does B12 shots? Weekly, right? Chiropractor. We think about it, a chiropractor only takes like four minutes, right? I do a weekly massage. Every single week, uh, let's see, and uh, and then I try to do something with my friends at least twice a month on Friday afternoon. I think we need that break time too. Guys, you hear what he's saying? This is what I can't stand. Like, you have the opportunity to make professional athlete money. You are professional athletes. Why do we not treat ourselves like that? Why do we not? have the nutritionists that give us the diet? Why do we not do the B12 shots? Why do we not have the people that help us focus and trust them and hire them and take that time to prep ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically to dominate in an industry where we can make that kind of money? That is awesome. Well, another thing, too, is another thing I cut out is I cut out all gluten before dinner. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, if I eat Jersey Mike's turkey sandwich at lunch, I am almost dead asleep by 2.30. So if, if you've got... To, Write that down. No Jersey Mike. Yeah, no Jersey Mike. But, but Dustin's shaking his head no back there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not... Everybody doesn't have the same maybe gluten tolerance, but it's been just a massive difference in my energy level. Uh, it's just how you treat yourself. Manage your your body and manage your energy level. It's crazy right now. What else, what else do you do? Like, is there any other preparation? Because you've just given some really good, I call them life hacks. Those are some great life hacks. Um, 
No, I, mean, I like to keep pretty simple. That's pretty much it. But I mean, I'm doing a B12 shot every single week, five every single week. That's something I wrote down, B12 shots. I don't do that. So take a, a minute at your tables and share your best practice to get yourself mentally prepared before you get into work. Alright, come back. I want to hear some ideas. We want to steal some of your ideas. So what was the best one at this table, Patrick? Change the hat. Change the hat. What do you mean by that? Basically, hold down to get home during the day. Change the hat that works behind you. Awesome. So you're saying to focus on your family, don't carry it home. That's certainly some things we can talk about. So change the hat. I think it's like... It's almost a uniform, guys. I, if you see me dress like someone saw me the other day, I was in a professional setting. I was with my financial advisor, and he didn't. I didn't know that I was going to like meet his professionals. I thought I was there to just have lunch. They had a Wu Tang Clan shirt on in the backwards hat, right? <laughs> and they're like, uh, "This is your mortgage lender, so you always got to have your uniform on, right?" So for me, that's. That um, I dress like a bum when I'm not working. I'm in a suit when I am. So you gotta have. It helps me to focus even during COVID. Um, and we were in lockdown. I was in a suit at my desk, and it got me in that mental state. So I love that. Both going to work, you're saying, and when you get home, you gotta have that space and that place too, where you go and shut it off, change, and you go into a different uniform. And it's called being a mom, being a dad, being a good spouse. That's awesome. How about over here? Best idea. Somebody said uh, remove email from their phone so they're not distracted and stressed before work. Awesome. That's what we're going to talk about next. So that's something else for our, our next uh, topic, Cody. So eliminate email. We'll get to that in a second. That's what we're is, uh, list, uh, reading scripture or uh, listening to that on the way into you know getting yourself in the right mindset. Yeah, like it's helped me a lot. I'll just say something on that. Oleg. Uh, has pressed us hard as students. Like, you gotta have something that you listen to when you're doing your cardio. And I'm like, I listen to death metal. It gets me going, I run faster, right? But it doesn't put me in a good mindset. So, listening to the audiobooks, listening to things that are going to keep you mentally sharp to sell before you go in is key. I love that. Mason, how about here? Uh, I just mentioned I pray for my clients, my team, and my leadership, and my work. So gratitude and prayer about the people you're about to encounter. That's really good. You guys should all write that down. April's by herself, so I'm going to call on her by herself. Uh, there's a reset, having like a simple reset. What is this reset? Doing the water, the blankets out, and the I like that. So having just a three-step process like Rick. Oleg, over here. Um, so for me, it's working out. It's just I know if I get a workout in, it sets up the tone. I agree. It's got to have a workout. Laura Locke, how about I just say? I do a workout app called Move With Us. It's mostly for women. And then a podcast religiously. Podcasts are really good, too. I hear that a lot. Now, I want you to go back, and we're going to flip this a little bit. What causes distraction in your day? What causes negativity that we can brainstorm together to eliminate? So take another two minutes. Everybody come back. 
What's causing negativity towards us on this table? It's social media. Social media. Oh my gosh, the worst distraction on earth. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I encountered that too with Instagram. If you go to page 179, what I started to do was flood my feed with positive influences that raised me up versus brought me down. Versus looking at everybody's vacation that I'm jealous of. I want to while we're working our tails off. Uh, so go on page 179. There's a whole list of who I follow that kind of inspires me and keeps me positive. So there's a good solution there. So let, let me ask you another question. How do you eliminate that? How do you remove that negativity? Nikki? Removing the social media apps from my phone. I think it's okay to have them. I can't have the notifications. So the, yeah, the number one that. thing, in my opinion, to eliminate distractions is no notifications on my phone. I cannot have something pinging at me all day and be focused. Also, if there's a consistent friend that's bringing you down with negative posts or you're, or you're feeling negative, get rid of it. I'm <laughs> What about you? What was your oil test cause of negativity? Yeah, I think I think that's a big one. I think the key is having talk you hear that like having that groundhog day where it's a great day, every day is the same. I, I would say the biggest shift from old with my coach, one of the biggest shift my days would be the same every single day and that consistency versus what I was doing was a client wanted to meet face to face at nine in the morning, I was shuffling everything around. They wanted to meet at ten thirty, shuffling everything around. We had we have to stick true to what our calendar is and have that consistent day to be successful consistently. That's great that's a great one. What about uh, you guys? Um, but okay we got that one. Uh, we're just negative because we're in the mortgage and real estate business. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me very irritable on a very regular basis. <laughs> are you doing the same that we talked about? Are you having a miracle morning, Dustin? We're going to be better at you. We've got to be better at you. I do have to So for me, it's how I end the day. So what that means is, Am I have do I do I have unsettled conflict with you know a family member or somebody that I work with? So it's important for me to end the day right so that I prepare for the next day because that's the biggest distraction for me going to the next day is how I. So you're a coach. Yeah. How do we do it? What systems do you have? What do I do is that if there is a conflict to uh, mend the conflict before I go to bed with whoever that is. So. Yeah, not necessarily with conflict, but one thing as far as our daily tasks that we have to get done is, to me, it's really important. I want to start the new day with a clean slate. I want to be, write this down, we want to be proactive, not reactive, right? Because if you've got five things that you could have gotten done on Wednesday, you're already going to be behind the eight ball come, come Thursday. So I'm trying, it's not necessarily with conflict, but it, you know, it's also right. I mean, if I have a problem, if I go to bed with a problem with my wife, I'm going to wake up with that same problem. And then it just amplifies the next day for me. And then I'm going through the day, going through the day and it hasn't been dealt with. And so that's what really sets me off course. And that stress and anxiety will slow you down. So great job. Okay, perfect.
Okay, one, one last table. Who wants to speak up here? I think the biggest distraction, negativity for me is the news. Like news. Just all the politics and stuff you get. Like, just try to keep that out of my life. I've had to turn it all off, buddy. I just can't watch it. It puts me in a bad place. Uh, Nikki caught me yesterday. She's like, stop looking at the stock market. You psycho. I'm like, you're right. I can't, I can't look at it. Right? I'm like, well, I'm putting it. You know, I give myself a little excuse. It's like, well, I got to put money in it. So down, right? But it's a, it's a distraction. It's, and it, it, it did, even for just a split second, until she called me out. I wasn't paying attention to class. It was a small distraction. I got a little upset. Like, oh, my gosh, where's all my money going? You can't have that stuff throughout the day. If you do, you got to catch yourself quickly. I was going to say, one, one great thing I learned uh, from Todd when he was my coach was he, he was sort of joking, but sort of not. He was like, do you guys all want to make a lot more money and be a lot happier? And, of course, he said yes on our coaching call. And he said, stop watching this. If it's important, you'll know. Right? I think we all get way too consumed. I haven't watched the traditional news station in four years. Right? My, my parents and my wife's parents watch it all day, every day. And guess who was more negative, me or them? It was yeah, great, great I think it's, it's definitely look to the sources that you want to put in your mind, right? Like, uh, Oleg and I have very similar mindsets. He's given me some very good resources where I can go to to get my news, get what I want in, uh, people I respect. I know they're legit authorities in their industry, whether it be on fitness, whether it be on the mortgage industry, but I, I go to the source of where I want to get my news and what I want that news to sound like. So, that is how we keep positive. That's our morning routine. That's how we enter into our day, right? We're about at 9 a.m. right now, right? So, you guys all with us of how we start our day? Awesome. That help you? Cool. So, let's move on. Let's get into part two. I'm going to go a little bit of how to leverage your team to do more, okay? So, this is where we're transferring a little bit from the I or the me, to a little bit to the we, all right? So how many of you raise that hand to have a personal assistant? Good, I'll hold everyone. How many of you have an executive level assistant? What's the difference? Money. 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 So you, several of you have people that handle your money for you, too. That's awesome. I'm not there yet. So I can't quite help you guys out here. Maybe you should come up here and, and tell this part. But uh, I have a personal assistant. She's working and training to be on the money. Okay? So I wrote this all out for you on page 176. Okay? This is the exact job description. I think too many of you are too proud or think it's below them to have them do stuff for you that take up your time. I'm going to say it again. I think too many of you either don't set the correct expectations when you hire, reset expectations, or think they might quit because it's tasks below them. Okay? My assistant has lunch for me in the microwave at 11.55 every day, like, oh, look, I don't eat until noon, I don't, I get drained down by eating, I haven't eaten yet today, I eat at lunch. Well, at lunch, by about 11.50, I'm not in a very good mood, I'm very hungry, right? And I'm a little bit angry, so she knows to get me back to where I need, I have a 15-minute slot in my day from 12 to 12.15, 
where I'm eating. That meal is on my desk, or I'm going out and eating with someone. She has me out of the office at 11.50 to go eat, and she is responsible for it. She warms it up. She will, like, tuck my little napkin in, so because I spill a lot on myself. You can ask my wife. She's got to clean up a lot of my spills throughout the day. Um, you... She just has everything that I need. So how many of you could do a better job of putting more on your assistant? Does your assistant pick your kids up from school if needed, if you're in a pinch? Do they get groceries for the office? Do they pick up your dry cleaning? Do they take your dry cleaning in? Do they have direct access to your spouse to make sure that your spouse knows your schedule and knows if you're going to be home late? Do they have direct access to your calendar and they run your whole calendar? These are the things that we must do. So handles everything around your schedule, including perfect execution. It is her job from an accountability standpoint, like you have to stop working on this. You have to end this meeting. you got to go. She will finish a meeting for me if she has to. She will get me out the door. It is an accountability thing. How many of you need to work on that with your assistant? I think what he's saying here is huge because I'm, I definitely fall into the camp where I feel bad for asking, you know, them to do certain things that don't seem work related, but it's all related. So I think that's, you know, that's a huge advantage that, that you have. I think that's a huge um, Who is your accountability partner for your call lists? Your assistant? Everybody raise your hands if that's the case. Cool. I'd love to hear some ideas. I'm going to start with mine. Okay. I love my work hack, no doubt about it. The best thing I've done in my business is from last course on November with Oleg's help as my coach is phone burner to make a lot of calls. Okay, I said it on stage yesterday, I'm going to say it again. Now it's for several reasons, right? I have to mentally think what is my go-to conversation? What am I going to talk about to my partners today to add value? That is what I'm going into, um, going into work after dropping off my girls. I'm thinking, what am I going to tell my assistant? My go-to conversations. I love what he said in the last class. It is the number one thing so far. I wrote down a change. Our Monday calls, lenders, and realtors for your VIPs is the most important thing we do all week. Show of hands if you agree. It's the most important thing we do. Why do we distract ourselves with BS on the team? and the team meeting to start our day. No longer am I running the morning meeting on Monday. I'm coming in. I will have my go-to conversation. I will mentally prep what that looks like. I will talk about a program. I will talk about a value add. I will talk about an industry update. Whatever it is, I'm going to come in. I'm going to shoot a video. I'm going to prepare my phone burner session. That's a whole different class, by the way. And there's a couple of videos. Oleg and Kevin Redrod did done one, has done one. Stuart Sadler and I have done one. You can get that from your core concepts. And this is for realtors and lenders. You guys can both use it. Go ahead, Eric. So if you're leading, who are you leading that's leading that meeting on Monday? Because I agree with you. Like, getting into Monday without having that distraction is great. But are you preparing that person, like, Friday? Or are you preparing the person that's leading that meeting? Are you doing much of that? Or how I have a team captain. Okay. Um, how would you do it? Yeah, I have a smaller team. So that meeting will be on Friday. So I want all the call lists done before we get to Monday, right? So to me, that I think it starts off with like with an LP, LP1. It starts off with a one-hour meeting, kind of a long meeting first to get everything organized, talk through your list. Uh, but you've got to be, I 
again, proactive and not reactive. So you've got to be have Monday through Friday done by that Friday before. So do y'all on Monday do anything like a pump it up? Because we have been doing a pump it up, get my team ready, then I jump on with the yellows and get them ready. It's just some great things from last week that you came. How do you get rid of that to make sure everybody's just ready to go on Monday? I don't know yet because I haven't done it, but I'm going to do it, right? I'm just saying it's an idea from this class. I do do that. I do pump up my team. I do go over their wheel of life. But it's a lot like they talked about in their last class, and I agree. We do. We think we have to be the everything. We think we do it better than everybody. I know there's members on your team that are just as good at running a meeting as you that can. I don't think it's a bad thing with the loan officers because you give them the go-to conversation. You tell them what you're going to be training on. You tell them what you're going to be talking to the realtors about. But I don't know about you. In my Monday meetings, I go over my results from the last week. And if I don't like my results and I don't like their scorecard, it puts me in a foul mood from the beginning. And like they said in their last class, I deliver that negativity and that energy to my partners. And if we're all being honest with ourselves, if we allow our Monday mornings to be bad, our Monday calls are bad. Would you all agree? Cool. So we got to do something to change that mindset. Remember I said, and I just heard this from the last class and I totally agree. In the worst market, we know we're headed into it. In certain areas, we're already in it. We can't be the worst version of ourselves. We have to be the best version of ourselves. So these are little mental tweaks that we need to make. So my assistant is in charge of that phone burner session. Okay, she's coming in. I, or I'm the uh, visionary. She's the executor, right? So I'm visualizing what I want to do. She's executing all. I don't know how she puts the video in. I don't know how she puts the flyer in. I have no idea how the back end of it works. I'm sure some of you all do, right, because you're technical. I don't think about it. I just think, what do I want to say? What's the go-to conversation? What list of my realtors am I calling on? I'll shoot the video. I'll tell her what I want in there. I'll take a quick look at what she put together. I'll maybe make a few small tweaks. And it's ready for me to go at 10. So from 10 to 2, I'm making real calls. How do you execute these? Yeah, I think I think the key is I want to have that team meeting after prospecting is done, right? I, my team can't help but tell me about fire. You know, so we're ready to prospecting done first, and we're following the team meeting after. That's how I avoid getting those negative results. I've got it. That's the most important thing. So you know, we're doing morning routine, pump up whatever, whatever that might do to you. It might be music. Whatever gets you in the mood, have your call list ready, organized, knock out the calls, and then I'm heading into the team meeting. Yeah. So, so guys, I think what's important is you don't have to do everything we say here. You have to see what fits your mentality best and make those few small adjustments. Take three to five things from today and adjust your day. So my assistant's got to have that all lined up for me. It's two things for me. It's organization. It's, a, it's really three things. Organization. Efficient, which leads to efficiency, which leads to accountability. How disrespectful am I as a leader if she takes the time to put my video together, to put a flyer together on an invite to my next event, to put some marketing together towards my go-to conversation, and then uploads my 100 realtor calls? Yes, I make 100 realtor calls because Oleg's my coach and he tells me to, right? So... How am I, as a leader, 
going to put, make her do all that work, and then I don't even have the leadership or the accountability to make all kinds of calls. Right? right? It's an accountability thing for me. Got a question back here. So, uh, sorry, we're recording, so we got it. Um, I just want to repeat that. So when you use phone burners, so you upload your video to the flyer, and when you make the call, do you reference that, that meeting? Excellent question. Um, we're probably getting a little too off topic here. I'm not going to let this go too far, but I will answer that. Um, if you do your videos right, guys, and if your voicemail is good, and you use this system, they shouldn't have to call you back. They should not have to call you back, right? Phil Puma is my top realtor. We don't need to talk, right? I'll tell him what I'm talking about. I'll leave him a voicemail. He calls me back if he has questions on what we're talking about. There doesn't need to be this big, long conversation. He's busy. I'm busy. He said, hey, I got it. That's awesome. We're going to use that with clients. I send it to the team. Great job. He'll call me when he has a buyer to refer me. That's what call I want. Realtor, what calls do you want from your VIPs? We want the referrals and we want a problem to help them with. Now, we need to be able to have the relationship, too. I believe that's done face-to-face. I don't believe that's done over the phone. I'm not very good at creating relationships over the phone. I am when I'm at lunch. I am when I'm having drinks. I am when I'm on a date with them at an event. So it's all an accountability thing for our assistants to put in there. So if you're not using that, I know some people use a calendar. I know some people use a dialing system. I know some people use a list that they have to check off and hand back to them. That's what Rick does. Your assistant has to be your accountability partner. Who is that on your team? It, it's my LP1. It's Lauren on my team. So that's the key is doing the – I'm at my best when I'm doing the phone calls right in front of her. She is taking notes, right? Everything I'm saying, I'm talking about this. She's writing down notes. She's executing everything I'm talking about so I can just stay on the calls. Because it, it also I've found that when I'm doing the calls in front of someone else – you're on a little bit of a stage. I feel like I close a little bit more. I want to lead by example. I want to show her how, why I'm the leader, why I, why I am successful. So I, I feel like doing it in front of somebody else makes my calls probably three times better. How long has your team been with you, your team members? Uh, my team captain's been on my team for nine years, uh, five years, four years, and three years. Yeah. So, so guys, if you have a lot of turnover in your team, it's because you suck as a leader and you are not accountable to your actions. If they see you be accountable to their to your own actions, they're going to be accountable to their actions. So it has to always start with us. And remember, one of the things that you guys said leads to negativity and distractions is veering from your schedule. So you have to have that accountability partner to not allow you to veer from your schedule. We'll kind of end on the assistant. They need to do all this for you. Right? They need to handle your gifting. I'll see this on page 176. Is this a simple plan? Right? I hire my girl Carrie. You can ask my wife. She loves Carrie. She's made our marriage better. She's been a part of our family. She was making $25,000 holding Tommy Hilfiger jeans at a store. And she now runs my life. She is that good. You can give this plan and system to me. Yeah, I met my, my LP1. She's working across the street at a cryo place. You know, dead end job. But what I do is, a lot of times the best hires that you're going to find, you already know them, right? So, like, just be cognizant when you're, when you're interacting with people. She started remembering stories I said three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago. Very detail oriented. Took a lot of pride in her work, even though, and I was like, I don't know what, and finally there was an opening where she was kind of complaining about money. 
And I said, have you ever thought about maybe changing companies and joining me? I don't know what, what you make here, but I'm sure it's a lot of greater path uh, coming with me. So, she so don't overcomplicate it, guys. It needs to be your accountability partner. It needs to be the number one person you meet with. Um, I start my day going over the calendar for the day with her, and on Mondays I look at the week ahead. Okay, so make sure you have someone that you can call, you can go through your calendar with, and delegate some tasks off of you. She knows which tasks should go off of me, and that should go on to someone else on the team. So she is accountable to my green time. She's accountable to my schedule. So you all got, you guys all full on personal assistant. That help? Good. Well, so that we're going through the calendar, right? Uh, part of my transition into being positive, keeping a good mindset, um, doing things I don't want to do is delegation. So you're really good with the team. You have a tight-knit team that's been with you a long time. How do you stay so positive, delegate well, and keep the things you don't want to do off of you? Yeah, so my number one tactic, every time we come to a summit, we have 100 great ideas. And so I want you to come up with your your top list. And so how I do the list after every summit is I want to rank them all from 1 to 10 on in both speed to implement and impact on your business. Okay, so everybody, uh, and then the best summits I have is when I go to my office by myself with a two-hour download to get a very tight list. I want couple 20s, a couple 19s, a couple 18s. Uh, you know, so an example of that is, uh, you know, a, a poor example is I want to get three branches in three different states. Well, that might be a nine in my income, but that's a one on speed implement. That might take a few years. So that was going to be pushed to the side. The things that you can get done right away. So now I've got the top 10, uh, and then when I first used to go come back to the summit, I was talking to my team, and all of the things were falling on me. Right? In your opinion, you Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, how come I have eight of these ten? So you've you really got to, to really press this out. Who's going to take this and kind of pause? Hold on a second. You guys got to all write that down. This is awesome. You're full. Your notebooks are full. You have all these things you want to go back and implement into your business. But I think so many of us, I was guilty my first two or three years in the core. It all fell on me to implement. So what happened? Uh, a lot, not nothing. Come on, Mark. We're like that. <laughs> but not all of it, right? And definitely not everything that I wanted to, right? So that was awesome. Say it again. Yeah, so getting, getting them ranked, getting clear, and then getting, getting them delegated. The key with delegation is by when. When is this going to be done? And other than this from Josh Sigmund, uh, they would say, I'll get it done by next Wednesday. But before you leave that delegation meeting, you say, I really need to tell me right now if it's going to be Friday, because if you're saying Wednesday, I'm going to hold you hard, hard accountable on next Wednesday this is fully implemented. So this is your time to speak uh, if, if you're not going to get it done. And so you want to get that double buy-in to make sure that it's happening. So go a little deeper on this, because I think this helps everybody in the room. This is awesome. Um, well, I, do you have a meeting when you come back and say, hey, this is our summit implementation meeting? Go a little deeper on that. Yeah, so a summit implementation meeting is another one-hour meeting. It's, it's pretty long. It's We're focused on because we have the top ten ready, right? I just don't know who's going to take what because I want them to raise their hand and take ownership of what they're going to delegate. I think that's super critical. Uh, and, of course, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to probably, of the ten, Probably three or four are going to fall on me, 
I want to make sure that the other seven are spread out across the team. When will this meeting be? When is their homework that they all have to have this meeting done by coach? I would say by the, by the, I'll probably do it the next Friday. So, not today. Correct. Cool. So you all write that down. You all have homework to do. You have to find one, two, three team members that need to be in your summit implementation meeting. Get it on your calendar. Text your assistant right now. That is awesome. So as you're delegating, tell us a little bit of what your team uh, meeting looks like, who's in it, how you run it, how you delegate, what forms you use, how they can be better delegators. Um, well, let's have you do that. You might be a little more organized than me on that. Cool. So I have a daily team meeting. The form is in here. Let's see what page is on. page 178, how many of you can take rocks for Every day. Without fail. So Ben, Ben helped me with this. Ben and I have similar mindsets, so he's become a friend of mine. We talk about these things a little bit. We both tend to have a little bit of a negative mindset. It just naturally goes that way. Right? So we got to retrain our brains to be positive. we got to take the stress and the anxiety of things that upset us off of us before we go home, before we go into our team meeting. He's helping with this by, by our conversation. So part of that is your big rock form is your morning meeting, right? But this needs to come from your to-do list at the end of the day. So Ben just said it. They said it over here, taking off your hat. Me taking off my work hat is I have to debrief my day and throughout the day to a to-do list, right? So there's really three ways that I do this to stay organized. If something pops up during the day, how many of you just text your team, hey, take care of this? Or go to email, hey, take care of this. Or call them and say, I need this taken care of. That happens a lot. Raise your hands if that happens. Stop that. Stop it. How many more distractions is that leading to? How many more distractions is that to your team who now have to go away from this file to answer your text because the boss is texting, it's a big deal to them, right? Took away their time from submitting that file to underwriting. Took away their time and their focus to talking to that client. Took away the time to go over that CD with the client. To cater your clients at a high level, and you're taking them out of the focus. Okay? Now, I'll admit, those are, there are things that happen in your day that have to be taken care of now. I think we distract way too much of BS delegation throughout the day on things that should be discussed in the team. So work really hard on that. So I have a to-do list in my, there's one, if you see my blue folder, it's in that bag. I promise there's a to-do list in there. My assistant keeps it in there. Throughout the day, that has to be there. Hey, we want to lock this rate at this. Hey, we want to lock this rate at that. Hey, we want to do this. But really, it's my brain dump at the end of the day. So my family gets the best of me when I come home, not the rest of me. Because I'm thinking all night, oh crap, I forgot to lock that up. Oh my God, I forgot to tell that client. Oh my goodness, all that age. Did you have that? Yeah, a simple brain dump, dump, mine's about 10 minutes, at the end of the day to a sheet of paper that allows me to take that work, put it on my big rocks form, bring my to-do list to that meeting, and delegate effectively throughout the day. So that's a second team meeting. So you have the morning one and then you have the one at the end No, of the this is a meeting with myself. I know that sounds kind of weird. Right. It's a meeting with myself. 
to dump things onto a to-do list, right? It's a brain dump to completely flush the toilet of the day. It goes goes away, and I will pick it back up that morning. I'm used to that <laughs> but it's really a mental flush, so I don't go home thinking about all the stress. At least the stress, anxiety, and when I'm stressed and anxious, I am aggressive. And when I'm aggressive, I have a temper. And when I have a temper, my family doesn't get the best of me. So I can take 10 minutes at the end of my day to debrief, so I come home clear-minded and ready to focus on the people that I do it all for. Go ahead, Mark. Do you do just problems, or do you do what, what well that day as well in the brain dump? Um, the brain dump of myself, I'll think of some phrase. That's a great question. I'll think of some things to phrase on. Hey, this client said this about my LP2. Um, this closer or underwriter said this about my LP1 or my assistant or whoever. Yes, I do think of some phrase. Cool. How do you decide which tasks? Or are you going like, hey, this new distraction's coming in? To do to do a lot of the to my team. Yeah, you know, and this is an A. So, so Michael's question way. is, how do you how do you take in the distraction and what to do with it? Yeah, we're not going to distract them. So what yeah. do you do with it? Well, I'm giving Oleg a lot of credit because I, I learned a lot from him. But the two minute rule, right? There are things and distractions that come in my brain. I'm like, I can just do this right now and knock it out. But is this two minutes I'm going to take on this task taken away from what I'm doing right now? Right. That's why you all can't make 100 realtor calls or 100 VIP calls on Monday. Because you allow your most important part of your day to be interrupted with BS. That doesn't matter. And that doesn't move the needle on your business. Right? So how much easier is it? You can't help the way your brain works. You can retrain it, but you cannot help it. So when those things come in, it either gets taken care of, goes to the to-do list, right? Or I delegate it. But delegation and to-do list is all the same thing. So I either take care of it, not during green time, or put it to a to-do list. What do you do? Yeah, I think the main key is we've got to get everything that comes to me has got to get out, right? And it's like you don't want unconverted tasks, right? So everything is, is, I feel like a lot of my thing is coming here, and if it's pre-lock, it's going to LP1. If it's post-lock, it's here. So it's a lot of just kind of moving things. I don't want tasks to stick around uh, for me to do. I, I need to get them out as soon as possible. Cool. Question back here. Nope, you. Jean Jackets. Thank you. Um, so you guys said, and I'm, I'm piggybacking off to you, you guys just said that you get that thing and you don't want to interrupt your LP1 or LP2 because it messes up their day. So how are you guys, when you get this thing that could, could do it in two minutes or you can pawn it off, how are you getting it to them and not interrupting their day? Like, when are there, I mean, most well, of the Be clear, if it needs to be taken care of and I don't want to do it, yeah. I'm going to interrupt their day. I'm okay. not saying don't interrupt their day. Okay. You need to interrupt their day and does it need to be taken care of right now? Guess what happens with most fires and emergencies that I ignore? Guess what happens? They just go away. And they're not that important. And the people calm down. And by the time I talk to them and apologize, my team's already taken care of it. So why am I getting involved in it and thinking of it and using what little mental space I have to take care of something that doesn't matter and that they're going to take care of? So it's really asking yourself in that moment, do I have to take care of this now or can I just put it on my to-do sheet, to-do list to take care of it? We all think what we do is very important. It's not that important, right? The same thing can be taken care of tomorrow in the daily team meeting. 
And I love what Oleg and Phil talked about over there. That's your best opportunity to train your team, to call that client, have them all around you, hear how, hear, have them hear how you handle the situation. So next time, hey, the boss had to get involved this time, we're not going to get them involved this time. I think something else really good there is 411 versus 911. Everyone should write that down. Okay? My team wants to tell me when they've done something that they want a little praise on. Okay? Now, I hear there's a problem and you got to get the boss involved. That's what I hear. That's not what they're telling me. So a very simple tactic. Is this a 411? Is this just for my information? Because you want my little pat on your head? Good job. Right? Or is this a 911? Okay? And 911 means what, Ryan? Right now? Maybe not right now, but there's a fire, there's an emergency, and who has to handle it? The big boy, right? The big girl. The, the one that makes the most money. Right? But I'm, I make sure my team knows two things. If you're going to call out 911, A, get out of my way and let me handle it. I don't want anyone else involved. Just everyone go to their day and let me handle it. Get out of the way, you're getting me involved. Two, I'm not very happy that you're getting me involved. Do you train them on the spot in those calls? I will. I'll make those calls in the daily team meeting. I think that's our best time, guys, to train. What do you do? Um, I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty similar. You know, I mean, we've got a pretty, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to have long-standing team members, so I, I feel like um, our flow, uh, one, of the, one of the keys is when things come up on a file of my students is LP2s are not allowed to ask me a question. All LP2s questions have to go through the team captain. That will solve 90% of your problems. Imagine, because I, I talk to students, but students don't have a qualified team captain, but that, that's an absolute deal to have everything that's post-lock be able to run through the team captain. It's, it never goes through me. And I'm only getting the huge problems. So that's, that's a moving truck. It's only time I'm getting involved. Cool. So I want you guys for two minutes, look at page 178, go through the big rocks forms, go through two improvements that you can make on how you run your team meetings and using this form, and maybe some ideas or some hacks that you have to be better at a daily TV. Go ahead and take a minute. Alright, I want to hear some ideas. Best idea at this table, Dustin. Delegation, being more specific at the time that the task should be completed so we have uh, no expectation of what it's done. I love that. When you delegate who, how, what, when, where, and why. Who, how, what, when, where, and why. I'll say it one more time. You should all be writing that down. Who, how, what, when, where, and why. We all think we're clear when we move really fast and delegate. Guess what our team hears? Yeah, with the Charlie Brown. Right? The Charlie Brown teacher, that's what they hear. And then you have to train your team. If it's not clear, I know I'm not clear a lot of the time. It's I think I'm clear. Your job is to tell me I'm not being clear and you need it re-explained. And then it's your job not to get aggravated with them that you have to re-explain. Write this the second thing down. C-R-O. I am the chief reminding officer. I have twin seven-year-olds. It's like, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your freaking teeth every night. That's how our team's got to be. We have to constantly remind them of what we need done. How about this table, Ryan? 
So, so it must be because Dustin is my lender, so we've got the same thing. We actually created our own delegation form, and it's, it's not only all those components, it's who, what, where, when, why, and how, but also the employee needs to own, um, are there any questions or concerns regarding this assignment that I need to know now, and do you foresee any issues with getting this done by the due date? They sign it, they own it. Those are for bigger rocks. That is awesome. So he, I'm going to make him share that with the core. Give it up for Ryan. That is unbelievable. I will add that to the core concierge. That alone, guys, is worth the time in that class. That is legal. So all your employees have this during the team meeting? That's what's delegated. That's what I bring in. And then for smaller tasks, we delegate everything through uh, Microsoft To-Do's. All the small stuff, I'm just putting it in a two-second email. So the two-second task, we put it there. That's what we go over in the team meetings. Awesome. That is excellent. That leads in great to our next uh, area of work. And it's having a good team culture. That is a great team culture. So you need to be de better delegators. You need to run better team meetings. For, turn to page 175. Especially as this market changes, I think culture is going to be culture is super, super good. Just like just to stress the importance of the morning routine that's exact in every single day, working out every single day. I think the culture is something we've got to forward to right now. So this my team put together to say how I lead them. I had no impact on this. I gave it to my assistant. This is what they say about our team culture. So if it's not good, then I should be up here. We treat each other like family. Pray together. We go over budgets together. We go over our personal and our work goals together. Number two, 100% accountability on the team, but no finger pointing. Number three, everyone stays in their lanes. No one steps into other people's lanes. Everybody expects that person to do their job. Family dinners every Friday. What went well during the week, what didn't go well, what's something you learned this week that the team could all benefit from, sends us into the weekend with a positive attitude. I learned this by watching Rick. Rick on stage is Rick in the office. Okay, what you get, what you see there is what you get at the office. Imagine working for him every week, every day. Can you imagine? I've done it, right? He can do that and push that hard because on Fridays it's very light. He pushes his people into the week. I have someone worth millions of dollars looking at my budget giving me financial advice. They feed each other. They have a happy hour. So do something. I call it Friday. We either have dinner together. I go over theme together. We have drinks together. We talk about it. I'm, a lot of people call me Rick Light. I'm very direct. I'm very brash. I'm very hard to work for Monday through Wednesday. Thursday, I lighten up. I have to be light on Friday. I have to send my people in the weekend glad that they work for me, happy that we have a good culture, glad that they work by the person next to them and have the same team. Uh, number five, rent celebration trips, parties, holidays. I think we need to celebrate more, and I think we need to reset our expectations of what a celebration is, okay? I'm not doing 40 loans a month anymore. I don't know if some of you are. I'm not doing it, right? We're doing 25 to 30. I need to reset that 25 is okay, right? So we need to reset expectations and have those celebrations. Taco Tuesdays, Starbucks Wednesdays, Fridays. That's our humor beverage. Personal and professional growth. Internal training with team captain and branch operations managers. You guys have to leverage yourself with your team. 
You gotta have your leadership team, and you gotta have one or two other people that it just doesn't all funnel through you. Your team captain has to be spectacular. Your um, best LP2 needs to train, needs to there needs to be another voice there besides you. That's what they're saying right there. Volunteer events, and number 10 is our model, and our five non-negotiables, right? So I want you to go to your table really quick and go over what your non-negotiables are in your team and what is expected. Remember Rick said yesterday about remember the Titans. What do they say in that movie? I don't expect perfect people, but I expect perfect execution on those things. So really quick, go around what are the three to five things that are your non-negotiables with your team. It's super important. Go ahead. More last. Some non-negotiables with your team to have a great culture and mission. Sure. Well, uh, no surprises to the client with anything with a dollar sign. No surprises to the client with anything with a dollar sign. Do what is right when no one is looking. Do what is right when no one is looking. And then close on time every time. Close on time every time. I love that. Well, we're big on no energy vampires, so you got to love and kindness, and we have fun, so respect and fun. Respect and fun. Yeah, there, there, was, there was a time when uh, maybe... You know, five years ago, my team was having a rough patch, and a, a huge book for us was The Energy Bus by John Gordon. So one of the best things we've done for team culture is have a monthly, like, nice, you know, fancier lunch delivered in. We'll do a, a book, like The Energy Bus. We've done Row the Boat. We've done tons of different books. Uh, and we have everybody share the top three takeaways and the top three ways they can improve. And then I pour into them with a 30-minute presentation because what I've just created a lunch and learn. But I've, I've done, I've practiced now the lunch, I've written the lunch and learn and practiced awesome the lunch and learn with my team. And now I've got it ready to go. Yes. Uh, so anyway, that, that, to me, that, that's, if you guys aren't doing that's a huge, that's a huge tactic because you're doing two things. You're pouring into your team. You're getting, uh, where they can improve so you can hold them accountable. And now you've got the lunch and learn ready to go. So I want to kind of end on this and uh, we'll leave some time for a little bit more Q&A, but we just want to rapid fire some time management techniques and how to stay on track. How are we going to get this all done? So it's a perfect segue of how do we leverage our team to getting more done? You have to put more on them, okay? So my number one hack to lead a team to delegate better, to realize where my time is spent all day, every day. It was one of the first assignments Jason Hyam has given me, uh, gave me as my first semester as a coach. Any of you that have had me as a student, what do you have to do to me? Every single day, what do you got to turn into me? Chest timer. It measures how much time I'm in green time, how much time I'm in red time. I love what Oleg said in the last class. He said, my dream business, which I'm getting close to, is I'm only in green time. I don't do red time. The Olings, the Josh Sigmunds, the Gavin Ekstroms, guys, it's super simple. They measure their time. They say, what can I take myself out of that's not point of sale? Write it down, delegate it, and stop doing it, okay? Now, don't you take this from what Oleg does, because you guys aren't Oleg, and I'm not either. But I will tell you, he doesn't even need the team. 
He has loyalty with his team. He's trained them so well. They know their systems and structures. He has measured his time, taken off the red time, and put himself in green time. All of that is the best of the best. But if you're not measuring it every day, if you don't see where those distractions are, if you don't think at the end of every day with your brain dumped to yourself, what did I do today that made me no money? You are never going to get better. That's why I make my students every day. How much green time did you have? How much red time did you have? That's the point of the chess time. What do you do, Cody? So again, I'm going to listen from all this and thank you all. Like, uh, when I, when I went to this thing, at this schedule every single day, I went, it's not a full-time management class, but literally going from morning routine to theme day to lunch with a realtor to apps in the business in the afternoon to unconverted leads to wrap up. This is every single day and it never changes. You should all write that. When, when I was at my worst, these things were all moving around. The client had to meet at 9 in the morning. So you've got to get a skilled LP1 that if they have, like, so my, my LP1 admin is really pushing. Cody's one of the top one officers in the country. He is available from 140 to 440 every day. He would love to talk to you. If they cannot do it, it's, I'm not going to move my schedule. My LP1 skilled player is going to take that meeting at 9 or 10. So having somebody flexible so that I never change from this schedule. And once, once I had a consistent ground one day, that's when my business tripled. Guys, do you, get, do you get to just walk into the brain surgeon and have brain surgery? No. You have to go through the charts. You have to go through the tests, go through things. There has to be a barrier of entry between you and the clients. If it's always just you're accessible, you can – I'm 24-7. I see it on a lot of my competitions, stupid social media. I'll be here 24-7, seven days a week. I'm like – that sounds like it sucks, <laughs> right? That ain't going to be me. So what he's saying there is there's a barrier of entry. I think turning notifications off of your phone and knowing what your energy vampires are, Marjorie said, your time sucks. I have zero notifications on my phone besides, ding ling 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 okay, I'm going to answer my phone because it's probably one of my readers, right? And I look to see, and there are certain agents that are definitely, Phil Puma will definitely get his call answered anytime that he's calling unless I'm with the client, right? So notifications off your phone. What's another hack to be more time efficient? Um, for me, it's um, when I started, uh, my phone is forwarded to my LP1. So all these are going, so my phone rings, I'm, I'm ADD, I get distracted easily. So my phone calls are scheduled and outbound. Because otherwise it's just ring, I don't know what it is. So this way it allows, if I get a text lead, it goes directly to the LP1 admin. She's taking all the phone calls. She's on all the email. So who is better at being perfect on a lead tracker, me or my LP1 admin? She's 10 times better. Being organized is my biggest weakness. So I put that all on, and that's a huge game changer. Imagine how much practical practice you could be if you were never distracted all day long. What did you say at my site as a term when you came? What was the number one takeaway you had? Oh, I'll say that I can remember, but it was how you were cared for. Yep. And the lone partners being one. The lone partners being on all of Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So the biggest change she said that she had after coming to visit me, she's like, you don't dial any phone numbers. The team gets the person on the phone for me and then transfers me in. I don't take any notes during me. The team members there or training for hearing things that I don't necessarily hear because I'm not the greatest listener, or they're going to be the ones handling the client throughout the whole transaction. So they need to break me in the meeting. 
and run 90% of me. I need to be there to sell the client, build a little rapport, and do some financial wizardry. So I think you being all things, you making the phone calls instead of your team members getting the client on the phone and chasing and then conferencing you in is a huge, huge time management hack. Like, why are you making the calls? Have your team get them on the phone, and when the client's ready and they're ready to talk when they're on Zoom, then they come get you in, right? Don't just sit there and waste your time waiting for them or die. What else? What's another good time management hack that you have? Um, really, I just, I just really just keep it simple. I mean, it's, it's literally when I went to this, when I had no distractions during the day, that's when, that's when it all happened. The realtors that are important, they text me, they say call me, and they know that at the first available spot, they'll get a call back. Get out of your email. Everybody write it down. In 30 days, you all need to be out of your email. You're not very good at it. It distracts you. You don't spell well. Your punctuation is bad. Your grammar is bad. And there's nothing that can do it better. Who disagrees? Maybe Ben Lennon does it He's very, very good. You're not good at it. Stop answering it. There's nothing but distractions there. I love what Phil said in the last class. Number two thing I wrote down was, my team needs to print out the emails and put them on my desk that they need help answering. If I go into Outlook, what's going to happen, Michael? Oh, I can hang out in Outlook for a half hour, 45 minutes, and it's like, um, you know, someone drugged me, and I wake up, passed out in the corner. I'm like, what just happened with the last 45 minutes of day? Right? So number one thing, I would say turn off notifications on your phone. Number two thing, get out of your email. Anything else? Well, I think we only have about two or three minutes, so we have maybe one final question, and then we we'll probably need to wrap this up. Any final questions, comments, things that you guys do for time management? We'll end with some of you guys pouring into us. Not time management. I just want to know what your non-negotiables are. My non-negotiables are myself. For myself, 30 outbound calls every single day, no matter what. Four warm leads every day, no matter what. Go really, really hard to get my two deals every day. I guess I can't call that a non-negotiable, but those are my three measurements on my day. Does that help? Yep. Other questions, comments? Nikki? How do you adapt the time management with the concern for the market and serving yourself more in the business for conversion? Well, I keep giving stuff that will work me, but leads, right? Times conversion equals your close deals, right? Can we control the inventory in your market right now? Can you control your leads? I don't think we should spend more time in our conversion right now because we can't get what's going on. I think we need to spend more time in our prospecting generating leads. I don't think more of our time needs to be spent in conversion. That totally, I totally agree. I think it's, it's about to That looks like a tough pill for you to swallow. I was, I, I was in that. You can still convert. I've been that camp, but mm-hmm. I could be removing the deal. Here's what I realized. Most of the people that are going through me and has been referred the correct way and referred with value, they're going to convert no matter what. So why am I spending two hours with them when I can maybe spend 20 minutes at the beginning and never spend more time with them in my team process? I need to spend more of my time and green time in prospecting right now. I think that's the reality of the truth. Does that help? 
Yes, but dancing with what he said about if they can't eat with us in the afternoon, how can you feel if you want to work in place? So there could be a time that I don't have to talk to. Yeah. Like, you got to measure your team and see if they're capable of having that meet or they got to wait for you. That's the truth. So, guys, did this help you today? Awesome. So, if you could all do me a favor, if you could fill out your surveys, if you could give my man Cody a, a high mark, that was awesome, Cody. I hope uh, we earned the right to a five to your survey. If we didn't, come up, come on up here and let me uh, try and earn that five from you. We'll stick around. You're all welcome to go to lunch. You've been listening to the Core Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at thecoretraining.com.